ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edmundo. Clap your hands for Jesus. Today we are praying just one prayer. Just one prayer, I believe, to deepen our walk with the Lord. Last week we read from Psalm 1. Can you please put up Psalm 1, verse 1? You can sit down for three minutes. He said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law that he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruits in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you want to be like this verse 3 type of person? A tree planted by the rivers of water. Can I see your hand again? You want to be like a tree. Amen. That That is the life you should desire to have. A life of freshness, fruitfulness, a life that is not dry. When you walk with God, He makes your life beautiful. No one walks with God and destroys his life. Billy Graham said, In all the years, over 50 years plus that he had been preaching the gospel, winning the lost, he said he has never met anyone who gave his life to Christ and regretted. Hallelujah. Never. No one. To give your life to Christ There are no regrets in it 
because he he will make your life beautiful amen that is if you are committed to walking with god well he will make your life beautiful and this is the life a tree planted by the rivers of water a tree which bears fruits whenever you need to see fruit anytime you want to see fruits you see that the tree bears fruits how many of you want to be that type of tree yes now how do you become a tree how will your life become like a tree planted by the rivers it's there in verse 1 when you don't take advice from unbelievers thank you when you don't do the things unbelievers do that is standing in the way the way of sinners you are standing there it's just a way of describing things because there's no road which is a road for sinners or footpath in Amrahia that only sinners use even if it's a footpath to a place we smokers you actually people also use it to go to the house yeah so there's no road there's no footpath anywhere in Oyibi or Takrade which is for sinners It's talking about the lifestyle. The lifestyle. Lifestyle. There are certain words the Bible used to describe lifestyles. One of them is the way. I see. In fact, the followers of Christ were originally called the people of the way. Wow. Yes, that was their original name and then in Antioch the word Christian came up but the original name was the way the people of the way wow. so you will discover that another word for lifestyle is conversation so these are all old words today when I say conversation it's like we are chatting but the old English it's not chatting. Your conversation. It's not like how you chat. Because maybe your chat is very boring. No, no, no. It's not chatting. It's your, your lifestyle. Your way of life. You know? uh-huh. So standing in the way of sinners means that you are doing the things that unbelievers do. Mm. You see, and when you do that, you will not be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I just... I just met a lady right now before I came to take the microphone. And I was telling her, I called an older woman and I called the younger lady. And I told the younger lady in English. I use English. I said, the way you have dressed is wrong. 
I said, you've gone to sew a skirt that reveals your shape. And I told her, I said, in English, I said, you've got big buttocks. Yes. So you've got big buttocks. You've got nice hips. I told her, I'm not saying that I was imagining it. I told her in English. And the elderly woman was there. That's how unbelievers dress. And fortunately for me, as I was talking to her, a quarrister came to pass. And that quarrister had bigger buttocks. I'm not joking. I don't know why you are laughing. But the, the skirt she was wearing was a flare skirt. And I told her that this girl, is, as I told her, I said, our bathrooms are not ready. I, I would have taken you there. I told her, and I can't do it. I don't have a problem with it. You can't think. I'm not taking you there to show you and call that girl that, and, and try to, as much as possible, measure to see that. That girl, that quarrister in the flesh skirt has far bigger thighs, bigger buttocks that if she wanted to also see the things. It's, but, I, I said, but she has she has, the way she has dressed is not as provocative as the way you have dressed now by the way you have dressed I'm linking it to a tree the way. planted by the rivers so by the way you have dressed you are only going to do one of two things attract a man into your life who likes girls a man who is into sex who likes topography? So, by, by that dressing of an unbeliever you have dressed, you have introduced confusion. You may easily soon, in two, three years, have a child without a father. Mm. And it began from you, where you stood. Where? You stood at a place where sinners stand. Teach. But that girl in the flesh skirt chose not to dress the way unbelievers dress the way so she's not likely to get a man following her who is interested in what you can't see anything or and i told her if you have a beloved already then if this is how you dress then i'm I'm telling you that i'm not a prophet i'm not a prophet that your beloved is sleeping with you because no man will see such things and walk away. No, men are not like that. Especially when you have come into his life as a, a co co-worker. Co-laborer. No, so no, listen, I'm I'm not joking. We are we are about to pray. Why will I say things which are frivolous? When you do things, you live a life. You do things. You speak away. You wear things that un- you do stand where unbelievers stand. You will never. You will be a tree, but you won't be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Wow. You'll be a tree with brown leaves. Teach. A tree without any fruits. Dry. Because I mean, imagine two girls. One girl is being harassed by boys. This girl, no boys are chasing her. Which of them do you think will have the peace of mind to do outreach? Mm. Who will do outreach? Which of the two will have the peace of mind to live for God, to pray, and to serve God? One of them will just live a life managing men. Hey. Yeah, managing guys, managing them. 
So a time comes when she's weak and she just has to succumb to their pressures. Yes. Some of you have succumbed to their pressures. And it's all because of where you went to stand. Where? Let's believe the Bible. So we are praying about how you and I will become like trees. And the one prayer we are going to pray is the one we didn't preach, we didn't pray about last week. Sitting in the seat of the scornful. Please stand to your feet. That's the prayer we are going to pray. Just one prayer. So you see, when you see certain things happening to some believers, you always have to go into the life. I want to ask you, how many of you want to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water? Yes. So one of them is that don't sit with people who are scornful. Scornful. Even as I'm, I've not, I've, I've already thought about a lady. I've, I've just thought about a lady who is slipping away fast. A lady who I don't know of any lady in this church who has been given the privileges that she has received. But she's slipping away fast as I'm watching her. She's not a, an alcoholic. She doesn't watch pornography. She's not a fornicator. Pure girl. I, I'm, I, I'm amazed that she has come to my mind. And the, the problem which is leading her slowly away, as I watch her, is that she talks to people who hate me. Mm. Mm. Who hate the church. Jesus. Who hate the things our prophet likes. Those are the people she engages in conversations with. Listen to me very carefully. In everything you do in life, expect people to scorn you. See, to scorn means to speak in such demeaning ways. In such a demeaning way. To scorn means to, to, to not have anything good to say. Have always something bad to say. Always bad. And the Bible says that if you catch people off, because you see, the Christian life you are living that you think is a great life, people don't respect it. There are people who don't respect the fact that you are going to wear purple skirt and white top and you are in church. There are people who don't like what you do. They don't like it. There are people who don't like the fact that you are in church all the time. Teach me. You pay tithes. You are a shepherd. If you think everybody will like you, 
then you are yet to mature. Anything you are doing, even if you are selling beans, there are people who will not like beans selling. Either will not like beans or will not like the selling of the beans. In the same way, when you are a Christian, in love with your maker, in love with your Jesus, don't think everybody will like it. So when you choose something you like, when you choose something you believe in, that is, if you truly believe in it, then I have a piece of advice for, for you, which is the advice in the Bible. Note the people who don't believe in the things you believe in. I see. Thank you. Uh, if you are in church, you realize that last week we prayed about walking in the counsel of the ungodly. Yes. And standing in the way of sinners. We did that not so. Today is that we, we are just continuing what, what we began last week. Today we, we are sitting in the seat of the scornful. That's where we are. I even said we are going to pray it last week, but we couldn't. Be very careful of mockers. Mockers. And do not expect 100% approval from people in anything you are doing. Whatever you do, somebody will mock it. Whether it's a good thing or it's a like like today, I called a girl whose skirt wasn't correct to me, to me, to be the Bible, the Holy Spirit. So in a sense, I was actually mocking her skirt. Yes. So if she really believes in that way of dressing. And believe that that is what is going to give her a husband. Then that girl must not walk with me. With you. Teach. I don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And even if you smoke weed. There will be somebody who mocks smoking of weed. Like me. So if you believe in smoking weed. That that is how you will be able to learn. It sharpens your brain to study, then don't walk with people like me because I don't like smoking weed and I will mock it. I, I, I don't have superlatives. I don't have even good words, not even superlatives. I don't have good words, good words to describe fornication. So if you believe that it's, it's fornication that gives you money for your hair, your uh, face powder, uh, your, your earrings, your nice whatever, your skin cream, and you believe that that's how you want to live your life, then you must not walk with me. Mm. Because I will stop you from sleeping with that guy. I will. So I'm saying that anything you are doing that you believe in, like I believe in Jesus, I believe in serving God, I've left my profession to serve God, I believe in it. Now, there will always be somebody who doesn't believe in what you believe in. Always. Like a lecturer in Kolebu, a doctor lecturer in Kolebu, met medical students and told them in English that he had great respect for me and gave them reasons why he had great respect for Dr. Edwin Ogo, the radiologist, until hmm. he heard that he was... Until, until I heard that, he said, and, and, but when I heard that he was following Dagger Ward Mills, I lost my respect for him. 
So yes. as I'm here, yes, and he has his right. Because he doesn't believe in the step I've taken. And it is his right. But if I want to continue in the work, in the step I've taken, then I do not have to sit with such a doctor for even two minutes. Thank you. So that I can flourish and prosper in what I have chosen to do because I believe in and I'm flourishing. You can see it for yourself. That's how to flourish. I am like a tree planted. I'm green. But some of you believe in God. You believe in church. You believe in serving God. But you are you, you have joined yourself with people who hate God. Mm. So you will continue to be a Christian, but not the evergreen fruit-bearing type. You will be. Like many of you, you have been around for 10 years, but there's not much to show. Because as you are here, you are also talking to haters of Lighthouse, haters of your pastor, haters of God, haters of the church. How will you do well? Scorn. Mercy. Evil communication. It corrupts your good morals. So if you truly believe in this life, then better pray for the sensitivity to know people who don't believe in what you believe in. He may be your brother, he may be your mother, he may be your sister, he may be your whatever, but don't, don't, don't even chat with them about your life. Mm. Thank you. I'm showing you. I'm not saying you won't be a Christian. You will be a Christian, but you will not be fresh. When we see you, you will never encourage us to work with God. That's only when you see them. I mean, if this is Christianity, then I prefer to be a weed smoker. Mm. No, seriously. I told pastors last week, I met some pastors, told them that, I mean, if your child says your son comes to you and tells you that he wants to be a pastor when he grows up, I'm telling you that your son is on drugs. To say he wants to be your, a pastor like you when he grows up, he's on drugs. I told them I had a meeting with them. Was it last week? Yes. He's smoking weed or he's whatever. He must be on drugs. Because there is nothing about you that should let somebody want to be a pastor. I told them. There is nothing about the church you are pastoring, your work as a pastor, that should let somebody admire you. Rather, when we see you, at least because of you, we know one thing we shouldn't do. You may not know geography, biochemistry, anatomy, uh, whatever. You may not, but at least when I see you, I know one thing I should If this is Christianity, then I'll be, I prefer to be a, an adulterer. If this is Christianity, then I, I, I prefer to be a Muslim or to be a, a, a Hindu. If this is Christianity. But your life can be, I mean, every tree wants to be green. Every tree wants to bear fruit. So may you be the tree that makes people want to become trees. Amen. May your life be the life that makes people want to become Christians. Amen. And how do you do it? Many things. One of them is what you are about to pray about. Cut off people who mock what you believe in. Thank you. 
mean, if I take to you, I take to you. And I like you. And I believe in you. I believe you have something for my life and so on. I will never fellowship with this brother who doesn't like you. Never. That's all. No, no, no. I mean, not. He has done nothing to me. He has not insulted me. But the fact that he mocks something I believe in mm. means that through him I can easily not, not flourish in my relationship with you. Teach me. So there are people we cut off our life not because they have done something wrong to us. Nothing wrong with that. But they don't believe in what you believe in. It may be your wife, your father, your cousin, your husband, your wife. Look. But some of you will grow up to learn it. Yeah, when you lose important things. Because there are many, many things in life you will never know its value till you've lost it. So some of you will have to lose valuable parts of your life to understand it. And today, we are going to pray for strength. Strength. Never, when you see a chair that somebody who mocks you sit on you don't even go near that chair mm. teach me somebody who mocks you or mocks what you like mocks the life which life is better than the life of being a christian I mean, is there is there a life i don't know what my life would be without this life i told this lady i said i'm sucking you from some uh, uh, center work you are you, you are you are not doing well i'm sucking you she looked at me and said <laughs> Bishop, you are not serious. Say you're not serious. Say you want to destroy me. <laughs> you want to destroy me. It, 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 say, it won't happen. You can, you will, you will never even if you sack me, I'm coming back. Yeah. Say, it, 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 this is the this is the work because of which I'm not even in the mental hospital. This this is what is keeping me from madness. You don't know you, you, you are going to sack me. You just sack, sack my heart. Smarting you are sucking. No, no, not me. So if I stop this work, I won't be normal. Because the things going on in my life, this is what makes me normal. My security. Yeah, even if I'm not doing it well, you show me how to do it. Just suck, 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 suck. <laughs> so everything you are sucking. That is a woman, a girl who understands the value and is not prepared to separate herself. But you see, this one, I was going to suck her and she reacted. And I expect the same reaction towards anybody who will not suck you, but will be saying negative things about that thing you are doing. Don't sit with them. Lift your two hands. We are about to pray for wisdom. For wisdom. Strength. Strength. Not to company, Jesus. Company, Jesus. Keep them at a distance, Jesus. They shouldn't even sit in your car to know whether you chew gum in your car or you use perfume in your car. They shouldn't even sit in your car to see the color of the seats. I had great respect for Doctor Ogo until I heard. That he was following that he was. Do you, do you know what my life would have been if I if I was not following my pastor? But there are people who don't care. They don't even care about you. They don't even know you. 
But they can make comments. And we are praying first of all for the sensitivity to see such people. No matter who they are, Jesus called his assistant pastor Satan because he didn't believe in what he believed. He believed in going to Jerusalem. And Peter said, Never over my dead body say you are a devil. Lift your hands and pray for sensitivity. There are certain people you must relate with just out of politeness. Out of politeness, just barely because they are in your life. Maybe it's your uncle, it's your family head, it's your father, it's your mother. Just, just out of politeness, just minimal contact. Minimal contact. Minimal contact. You joke with what I'm saying. They will draw you away. And when you've lost it, they themselves will mock you. Open your mouth. We are praying that God will show us. Unless you don't believe in what you are doing. Unless you don't believe in it. But if you believe in it. Salito Baba, we are you believe in holiness, but he doesn't believe in holiness. And you are walking with a person, you will never be green. And some of you should not pray. Some of you should not pray because you are about to lose something important before you value it. Your prayer will not save you. This prayer will not help some people already. You are are now so deep that there's no hope for you. Pray. Those of us who must pray, pray. Some have already been destroyed. Pray to value what you value. Hold on to it. Sitting in the seat Where they sit It's where you sit You go and chat with them They mock your church They mock your pastor They mock your beliefs And when you finish You come to the church Where somebody sat with you and mock Sheloma Alola 
Massimo we are praying now for strength. For strength. 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 What, what you don't know is that if you are not strong, you can't resist evil. You need to be strong. The same way you might be strong to push something away physically. You might be strong. You need spiritual strength. Mm. No, it's one of the shortest words. Mm. I, I think words like I and eh, eh. No is about one of the smallest. Mm. Shortest words. I don't know what else. I eh. The next is no is in it. Two words. No. Say no. No. It will shock us. Many people cannot say no. Share. True. You need energy to say no. Hey. Not tintinabulation. Hello? Not what? Not 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 constellation. Not constellation. Not not constellation. No. No. People can't say no. Just two letters. You may say, oh, that word. But you see, you need energy in you. To let those two letters come out. No. That's the energy we are going to pray for. Thank you. Yeah, some of you must say no to certain lifestyles, certain people, mockers, scorners. No. They are not even afraid. Some of you, you see, you yourself, you must be very some way. For someone, see, ask yourself, for someone to sit with you and talk negatively about your mother to you means that you yourself are you are perceived as somebody who doesn't like your mother thank you please come again i'll take it again for someone to see you and talk negatively to you about your mother ah it means that you yourself you are a some way person you're not a correct person thank you so 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 by this prayer some of us should actually assess our lives yes to be able to sit with a scorner Perhaps reveals the, the disdain in the inner crevices of your heart. Thank you. For what is being discussed. For your pastor. For your, yes. The heart is very deep. You will never know. I am taking it again. Please take it said, again. To sit with somebody who mocks your church, your pastor, your mm. whatever, means that you yourself may be, may be very, very subtly a hater of what you believe in. Mm, and it's you. true. As I think of people, I, I believe it's true. Proofs. Proofs. And all of them. You watch it. You can imagine the, the meeting Judas had with the high priest. I'm sure they served him tea. Some coffee. Something they sat and smiled and sat a nice chat. But after he got the money and he brought it back, he showed. That's what he said. They were enemies. They didn't like Judas. They were not interested in Judas. So they will, they will lure you away from your Jesus and leave you alone to hang yourself. 
Mm. They will lure you away from their church and leave you alone to sort out yourself. Alone. That's why you must be strong to believe in the things you believe in. Mm. Yeah, don't be naive. The people you think you are following, you say, oh, you go, you chat with them at your church or this or that. You'll be surprised that soon eh, they will abandon you because they, <laughs> surprised. The, the consp- you, see, you are not the subject of the conspiracy. Mm. You are not the subject of the conspiracy. Mm. The subject of the conspiracy is the pastor or mm. the church. You are only being used as a medium. Mm. And when we, when we, when we, like, like um, uh, uh, paper tissue, we finish using it, just throw it away. Mm. Mm. There's mm. a difference mm. between mm. a face towel and paper tissue. Hey! Mm. Some people you think like you are. Write this down. You, 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 you soon. I give some of you two months. Hey, two months. You'll be standing alone. You realize that? Hey, mm. really? Yes, really. Mm. Because you were not firm in your beliefs. Firm. You are not firm. So we are praying for strength before we sit down. What if you believe in yellow tie? Believe in it. Have the strength to say no to anybody who mocks this type of tie. And I'm saying that no mm. is one of the most difficult words. No. No. Monosyllabic. Professor is now teaching that well. Not multi or polysyllabic, monosyllabic. No. Hey. No. Hey. It's the most difficult words. La la la. La la la. Like SPLidoships. Let's watch one and pray. Regine Kabaranzo Kabali in Demos. Hey. It will help you to think of something else. Like your beloved. You meet a girl who mocks Randomosyllabic. Don't believe in what you believe in. Pray for strength. To believe in God well. To believe in your church well. To believe in dancing for God. To believe in playing the bass guitar for God. To believe in playing the keyboard for God. To believe in singing for God. If you are not strong, eh? Pray. Strength of inner conviction. Yes, Lord. Yes. Strength of inner conviction. Strength of inner conviction. Sabanola. Adulima. Belola Mosa. Shalim Moleba. Shanta Moleke. Solimando. Alibikala. Sabaro. Kebalia. Keleba. Semale. Kabala. Kalabaso Tambolebo. Lift your hands and pray. Adamole. 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 Adelama. Alimana. Sabalide. Alidebo. Shabo. Kabo. Kebe. Adamole. Sheba. Kaba. Pray. Rabanda Baba Tanda. 
so that you become like a tree. So that you become like a tree, and not just a tree, a tree planted by the rivers of water. Let me help you. I'm not charging for this one. This one is free. Thank you. There is a sense in which it's important to follow people. The art of following. It's a whole book. The art of following. Follow. I like this. I don't know how you can be a Christian in the church without friends. Mm. This is not a life you this is not like a solo transatlantic flight. You need to be in a company. So there's a sense in which company is very important. But hear me and hear me well. I'm not charging for this one. There are certain times you must take a decision. To separate yourself from some people who are in your inner circle. A decision. In fact, if you will care, if you will care to believe this, I'll tell you this. Some people don't belong to your future. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Some people do not belong to your future. They might have been a major part of your past, mm. but they don't belong to your future. Mm. Thank you. Learn to believe in things yourself. And the person I think about with admiration is Peter. He showed something in John chapter 6 that was beautiful. When Jesus preached their message, they were shocked. He said, My body is meat. Come and eat me. He stood the prophet. My blood is drink. Come and drink it. What? You see, there's nothing like a good father or a bad father. But we only have good sons or bad sons. God bless you. Yes. A father only brings out what is already in a son. Mm. So you see, a certain man had two sons with the same parenting. The same way the man would come with a towel around his waist and be shouting, Hey, Kwame, wait, Jimmy! The same way of parenting. One became a rich farmer. 
and one became a rehabilitated drug addict. The same father. A father will bring out the evil in you. So when Jesus stood there and was saying that come and eat me. Come and drink my blood. This is my blood. Drink it. Drink it. What? You have always thought that this man, there was something wrong with him. And the people who are saying that we have always thought that there was something wrong are the people who were the evil disciples around him. Because Every message brings out what is already in you. Already. Can you believe it? They were disciples. Too. Some got up and walked away. But some stayed. Mm. And Jesus came and asked Peter, I'm very happy that Peter did not follow them. Because unknown to Peter, he was the one going to be the assistant pastor. Unknown. Yes. If he had followed them, his destiny, his future, he would have walked with hey. people who did not belong to his future. Yeah. So Jesus came and said, Ah, but your friends are going. Won't you go? You say what? You say what? You say what? He was a fisherman. I should go away. Me, I should go away. I leave my wife, I leave my fishing boat, and they follow you. Those idiots that they go, if you say, I'll be like them, me, I go stay here. But you talk, make no other question again. You hear me? Yeah, no. Yeah. I won't go. Learn it. When your friends are taking decisions, you must have a reason why you don't take certain decisions. Ah, so if every girl is fornicating in the choir, you are also joining them. You don't have your own principles. Not knowing that Peter was the main man, mm. as we were sitting there, was the main man. He himself didn't know. Later on, this is John six. We go to John 21. Later. Later. Lift your hands. For strength. For strength. That you will not be weak in your convictions. Oh, how I need it. Like if you don't believe in fornication, no man, no man should be able to put your back on the floor. Yeah. If you don't believe in fornication no girl should be able to lure you no you are so strong strong lift your hands and begin to pray again pray for strength of conviction strength otherwise you will follow people who are going I told you earlier there will always be somebody who does not believe in what you believe if you are going to live your life using what people think you have a beloved 
you want everybody to like that girl before you marry her then you are weak pray for strength Never to sit in the seat of scorners. Never to sit. Never. Not the people who don't believe in what you don't believe in. Kasole maloda la basata. Shomalian dole Ramama sandalian dole basata baba. Rendele boseta. Samayan telebe yamore bosata. Shemo kebalian dola basate. Lift your hands.
just as much as they please. The more that they talk, what you gonna do? You must go down on your knees in prayer. Say, Lord, I did not come right. You came into my life. So I don't wanna ever, ever change my mind. I don't wanna change my mind. You can make me change my mind. Oh, they can talk about you just as much as they please the more that they talk you must go down on your knees and say see I did no wrong right Lord you came into my life excited to be in church? Those of you on this side, are you excited to be in church? Those of you on my left hand side, are you excited to be in church? I'm happy to announce to you that it's time for the word of God. Oh, I I can't feel excitement. It's time for the word of God. And today we have one of the best vessels you could receive the word from. Our very own pastor our bishop in this house if you are as excited as i am you can clap your hands it's okay to jump a little you can give the lord a shout of praise and let's welcome to this pulpit the bishop edwin morgan Ogo. come on put your hands together hallelujah clap your hands for jesus 
please lift up your hands and pray. Lift your hands and pray. Ask the Lord to speak to you at a special time in His presence. He has something to give you today. As you come into his presence, Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to welcome you all to church this morning. And uh, today, God wants to tell us something very special and very important for our lives as Christians. How many of you are born again Christians? Yes. Now, when you become a Christian, it is very important for you to know that you can lose your Christianity. That's the very big message for today that the Holy Spirit is bringing to us as Christians. Amen. Amen. Actually, almost everything can be lost. You can lose your phone. You can lose your iPad. Anything you get, the very fact that you got it means it can be lost. If it's something you got, then it will help you to know that you can lose it. You can buy a new car and lose the car. You can give birth 
to a child and lose the child. You can be promoted to a position in your company and lose that position. In the same way, your Christianity can be lost. Some of us have lost it already. Others are in the process of losing it. So when you get something as important as salvation, it must occur to you that that salvation can be lost. Your name can be in the book of the professionals. Like if you are a lawyer, an engineer, you are a doctor, you are an accountant. And that's why we have the, the word expunge. Expunge. That is to take out almost in a very sudden way or in a very strong way, forceful way to expand. So your name can be in the list of engineers. But if you are not very careful, your name can be expunged. So today, and God willing, the weeks ahead, we are going to look at Something that is very important for us to be aware of. So that you don't lose what Peter calls your like precious faith. Your faith in Christ is very precious. And if you joke with it, you will lose it. Now, one thing that is very important for us as Christians, which is even an indicator that you are still in Christ, is becoming a soul winner. Becoming, you see, it is very important. There are certain things which are associated with Christianity. One of them is going to church. Amen. Going to church. The Bible says that we must not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. But that is not even something Jesus said. It's in the Bible, but it's not, it's not read. The things Jesus said are in red. Red letters. Now, There is something that should mark the lifestyle of a believer. And that something is the winning of souls. 
Yes. Not attending church. Winning souls. It's a very important part of your Christian life. Now, we have certain events in the church like Salvation Rally. Salvation Sunday. Crusade. General outreaches. So these words erroneously give us the impression that the subject of saving a soul is something that is done at special times. Like the end of the month. When you get your salary, then you win a soul. Or once a while, Christmas or Easter. Because of words like Saturday Night Live, SNL, Salvation Sunday, and so on. Which are all very good. Because there are certain things you do that even though you do them normally, there will always be a day that you do it in a special way. Amen. So like the UN will have World Toilet Day. Where they highlight the importance of having a toilet in your house. Is it Opokuwari also? The school. Is it Opokuwari? On Friday or Thursday, they did open defecation um, tournament. Like a competition for open defecation in the school. Yeah. Who, 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 the one who can defecate. Yeah, because they have the students have warned the uh, the school authorities that their toilet facilities are not good. Warning them. <laughs> Warning them. It's a, they don't mind them. You know that some people, the only language they understand is violence or something radical. So they say, well, if you don't mind that, we'll prove to you that you will mind us. So they, they, they had a competition with awards and prizes. <laughs> Open, if you, like if you can poo-poo in front of the headmaster's office or like on the dining table or some type of, yeah, because you will not provide us a place to go to toilets. And you shouldn't joke with students. They're the most craziest group of people alive. Anyway, I'm saying that we all know the importance of going to toilet, flashing, you know, not like using the beach as a place for toilet. But there's a day in the year where this normal day-to-day thing is brought up as, as a topic. So the fact that there is one day set aside to make it a topic, a very important subject in the world, does not mean that the other days are also not toilet days. You don't go to toilet once a year. So the UN has got um, world no tobacco or no smoking day. What was those of you are politicians? Know what? The no smoking day. So it's a day 
set aside to highlight the dangers of tobacco and smoking. But does it mean that the other 364 days is not important? It's important. What are some of the other UN days? World what? Sanitation. I think that's what the toilet. I believe it's different. Maybe it's different. Water. World what? World Health Day. That one is for what? Oh. No what? No. UN. No bra day. Don't put on a brazier. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I didn't know. But I think it's, it's important. Yes. Oh, really? No bra day. October. Breast cancer awareness. Yeah, because one of the causes of breast cancers is wearing of braziers. Yes. I know things. It's not a good thing. But you must wear it when you are coming to church. <laughs> we shouldn't have a no bra day in church. Yes, well, but no, it's, it's, it, it, it does because any organ must fulfill its function. Any organ which doesn't perform its function becomes abnormal. Which is even something, anyway. So it's like there are you know, blood circulation in the breast, for instance. So you, really, you see that the, our aunties in the villages hardly have breast cancer. Yes, because they don't wear brasses in the village, in the town. I mean, the breasts are allowed to move. I mean, as they are moving, the breasts are also a buffet humble. <laughs> I know things But as As the breast is moving What you don't know is that It is uh, Circulation is being enhanced Now when you hold the breast In a bag And tie it It doesn't move It's like a blow Now, when there is stasis of fluids in it and all that, it can trigger. It can trigger carcinogenesis. It can trigger carcinogenesis. But I didn't know. I never knew. I, I was just advising somebody recently that to tell someone that she didn't wear a brazier often. I mean, only at home. You know, at, if, even, even if you are going to town, there, there are some clothes you can wear that will not show. There are some blouses that I know things. You know, not not all dresses, but there are some clothes you can wear. Just just put some you know things on it. And you are normal. It's, you look decent and nice. But it doesn't mean so. So it's one day in October, not so. Yeah, it doesn't mean that this subject is nonsense in June. Or in, in April. But they always take one day to create awareness. So when we have Salvation Sunday, 
Sunday. It doesn't mean that there's no salvation on Tuesday. Or there's no salvation on Thursday. Now, these words have deceived us into thinking that salvation is not supposed to be a lifestyle. Like I was saying, like the no bread day or no smoking day. It's a lifestyle. You can't say that you will not smoke only on the world no tobacco day. You are going, every day you smoke hard, but on that day, you put smoking away. No. You know, so we as Christians have taken soul winning to be something that is done on special days. Special once a while day. And also, Pastor, you can stand up. Only see a crowd. So see, look at this crowd. You see, when you see these are all deceptions. When you see a crowd like this in a church, one church, thousands have gathered like this. You may think that everybody is saved. Oh yeah, yeah, we are all here. All of us are here. But what you don't know is that not only is everybody not saved, but even the people in the church, a lot of them are not saved in the church. Some are here marking time to go to hell. Here. In the church. When you see this, you won't believe it. A lot of charismatic Christians are not born again. You know, those days in the 70s, 80s, those days, it's like, those are the days we used to call, they used to call uh, charismatic churches mushroom churches. Classroom churches under trees and so on. Then we also used to call Methodist, Presby, Anglican, Catholic churches, uh, what? Orthodox. What do you mean Orthodox? There was a very demeaning name we used to give them. It's like they are not born again. It's, it's like when you get born again, then you leave Methodist. Yes. So the charismatic movement those days were, were made up of people who were in the Orthodoxy in the Orthodox churches who met Jesus, who got born again, their eyes were opened and then they left and went to start churches. Now, today's charismatic church is not like that. See, those days in the 80s, when you went into a charismatic church, everybody spoke in tongues. Everybody was born again. All of us left the churches we were in because we had found a certain fire that we couldn't find in our old church. And if you stay there for a long time, if you know you will lose your salvation. 
So we left them and we didn't care whether you were meeting in a cathedral before or what. We were meeting in classrooms. Oh! Classrooms. I used to attend a group, Jesus Generation, Jesus OJOG. I mean, classroom. The girls, the girls. Come on. Hot. Very wild girls. Boys, wild. Once you are, so, so even a church like the Catholic Church, when they realize that people were moving from the, because you, when you, when you meet Jesus, you have to leave the church. Yeah, you meet Jesus, you leave. So the Catholic Church, when they realize that their members were leaving, started the um, Catholic Charismatic. Yes. That if you are born again, you stay here, drink the mass, drink the whatever, and you pray in the tongues here. We are also praying in tongues. You are here. You are a charismatic Catholic. But still, they said, no. So they are, they are founders of churches today. I don't want to mention them. Who were in the Catholic? Were in Catholic charismatics. But Charlie, honestly, I want to start my ministry. The fire is too much. So when you entered a charismatic church, you close your eyes and you touch anybody you meet, any charismatic you meet. She speaks in tongues. Anyone. But today, in the charismatic church, if you close your eyes, and you touch somebody, the person likely was fornicating yesterday. If you have time for this service, I could take my microphone to each one, speak in tongues, and let's see. You see that? No, you, you see that some people will just be smiling. Should I try it even here? Okay. When I bring the microphone to you, start speaking in tongues. Bring the microphone. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. I'm not talking. He's smiling. Already, I've done four. I've seen two people smiling. Listen to me. As we are here in a so-called charismatic church, you can easily be going to hell. Some of you sitting here are not even born again. Not born again. Some of you don't even have Bibles. 
You don't even read the Bible. And I don't even know. Some of you just go to church as like a social event or something. So if you are a leader, I was talking to a church leader yesterday. I said, be very careful. Not everybody in the church is born. I was talking to you about ladies. Yes. I said, not every lady in the church is born again and is serving God and wants God. Some of the girls in the church are assassins. Yes, they are assassins. Who will come around and feign spirituality, feign piety, but they are at the core unbelievers. Assassins. You will know it when you know it. Now the, the, you don't understand it. It's okay. Yeah. It's when you have been shot down that you will know that you met an assassin. Yes. And all this is because the subject of salvation is a foreign concept. There are churches, charismatic churches today where we, uh, uh, um, uh, what is the name of the thing called? Uh, altar calls are not done. They can have conventions and not make an altar call. Because the saving of souls is not part of their normal day-to-day thinking. Once in a year, they will, they will announce an, an outreach. But ladies and gentlemen, soul winning is not something you do on Saturday, something you do on Sunday, but it must be a part of your life. When you sit on a bus, everybody on the bus will know that a born-again Christian is on the bus. If you enter a taxi, by the time you get to your station, to your junction, somebody, it's, it's like anybody who makes a mistake to come around you will hear about Jesus. Make a mistake to come within your area. Because you are actually a soul winner. Yes, you are a student. Yes, we know. But you are actually a soul winner. You work in the bank. But you are actually a soul winner. But if by mistake, you go to prison. Because not everybody in, the, in prison should be there. The same with that not everybody here should be here. Some of you should be in jail by now. And some there are also mistakenly there. But if you happen to be in a prison, everybody should know. When Joseph mistakenly went to prison, everybody there knew that this guy is a soul winner. It's a soul winner. It's a soul winner. Some of you people... People have to see your face on television that you are sitting in church before they know that you go to church. As they are watching the news, 
and the news was about uh, uh, Lighthouse OEB Church. They are going to make a donation. And the people have come to thank them and the, uh, the GBC the TV cameras came. And as they were filming, they saw your face. That's the only evidence that you are a Christian. Today, I'm talking to you about a lifestyle of becoming a soul winner. A lifestyle. A lifestyle. Look. The first reason why you must become a soul winner. The first reason. Number one is that it is the great commission it is the great commission is the great commission Matthew 28 verse 18 Jesus said, all power is given to me in heaven and in earth. Verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. This, what we have just read, is not something for priests. It's not something for apostles. This is not something you should remove yourself from. If you try to remove yourself from it, a curse comes upon you. If you distance yourself from this, You will regret it. You will regret it. Because this is your life. It's not something for basenta leaders. It's not something for center leaders. It is for Christians. Go. 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 It's not only pastors who must go. It's not only brothers who have had a horrible nightmare in the night or in the day. Some wild dream and now when they wake up, they are not... I, I, I know a pastor, he went to jail for some five years. When he came out, he was born again. I mean, he was a pastor, a reverend. He came out of jail as a reverend. It was in the news. 
You don't need to go to jail and come out to be a reverend. But if you have to go, God will send you there. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. It's not something for bishops or apostles or something for prophets. Why? What is the evidence that this is not something for bishops alone or apostles? What's the evidence? I'll show you the evidence. You want to know the evidence? Why it concerns you? You want to know why? Oh, I can't hear you. I should stop. How many of you want to know why? Why this is not for apostles or evangelists? The reason is that the reason why this is for me and it's for you and it's for you and it's for him is how the verse ends how the story ends he says go preach and teach them say sorry go teach and baptize you go so going is for pastors Teaching is for prophets and teachers. Then baptize is for reverence. Then the next one, teaching them to observe all things is for pastors. And lo, I am with you always is for every Christian. Is that it? You must be out of your mind. You must be mad. Yes, you must be mad to think that I am with you. How many of you want God to be with you always? Uh, you see, I didn't even finish. Some of you said, so how many of you want God to be with you? How many of you want God to be with you once a week? How many of you want God to be with you once a year? How many of you want God to be with you on Salvation Sunday only? How many of you want God to be with you always? The people that God is with always are the people who go, who teach, who baptize, who teach all nations. And then I will be with you always as part. That is how I know that this is not for reverence alone or bishops. See, that is why I was saying yesterday here that Christians here, not that I was saying, well, I was saying it, but I was just quoting Matthew 6, 32, 31. Christians should not, when you find a Christian who is praying for a wife, you are meeting a Christian who is far from God. When you meet a Christian sister who is praying for a pregnancy, praying for a husband, praying for a job, we, we, we Christians, I don't know how many Christians are here, but we Christians are not supposed to be praying for pregnancies and husbands and promotion and job. We are not supposed to. We are not supposed to. We are not supposed to. It says, this is red letters. I'm hoping soon we will to project the red letters. Try, work on it. If it's red, we project red. Not, not today, don't spoil it. 
Take no thought. Take no thought means don't even think about it. But you have gone beyond thinking about it to fasten for it. Mommy, am I, am I lying? He said, take no thought. This is not Peter's word, Jesus. But you are not only thinking about it, it's now becoming your fasting topic for a husband, for a job, for a pregnancy, for a car, for a visa. Is that not what you are praying about for a visa? When Jesus said, take no thought, what we shall eat? Even if you are hungry, don't think about it. What shall we drink? Even if you are thirsty, you, what, some of your thoughts should not be about. See, see, there are some things a Christian should not think about. And one of them is this. It's not only a, a, a Christian should not think lustfully about a woman. That is the problem. I don't know why Jesus Christ didn't also address the women also about their problems. But maybe they don't have problems. We, we are the ones who are the animals. So any man who looks at a woman, lastly, that's like as you are looking at the woman, your mind, you are not, you, your mind has undressed her. You, are, you, are, you, are, you have already committed. Hey, your friend is saying, what's the name? Adultery or fornication. So certain things are not, a Christian shouldn't think about them. But I'm saying that it's not only women. What you eat shouldn't be should be as as an as much an abomination as thinking lustfully about a woman. Yes, the Bible here. Take no thought. No thought unless my English. Okay, I'll talk. I'm going to be preaching because it's like no, no, my English. No, 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 preach it. Preach it. Take the microphone. My English is not good. I won't preach. I don't know. I can't preach you because I don't understand English. Your English is top notch. Top notch English. What does okay? Please give me other translations. Take no thought means what? Don't worry about these things. If we ever catch you like you are sitting down and you are worried about what you eat in the afternoon, it means that you are an abomination. Your thoughts are an abomination. But that means, I, I just got a letter from my landlord. I don't know how I'm going to get money for my rent. It is, it is, what I'm thinking about is as profane as undressing this woman in my mind. Yes. 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 That's it. What to wear? Like when we say, uh, choristers are wearing white and purple. And you don't have purple. You have only got pink. And you are sitting down. You are worrying about purple. Eee, so I see Auntie Susie O'Brien. Italy. That thought, that thinking, what to wear, is as wild as a, a, an adulterous thought. But rather, don't we wake up at 4 a.m. and pray about our jobs? 
Pray about our marriages. Pray about what you eat. Pray about your promotion. The, the, the reason is that you have actually fallen as a Christian. And I'm very happy. You know, there's some things in the Bible. It's not Peter who said it or Judas. Or, it's Jesus. Don't worry. Can I have other translations? What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax. Many of you are not relaxed. You're not relaxed. Not to be so preoccupied with getting so that you can respond to God's giving. on your faces are all your preoccupation yeah, preoccupation with marriage who will marry me yeah, there are even parents who worry for their daughters who will choose my daughter I know things many of you are not relaxed you're not relaxed you're not relaxed and the reason is that and I, I can understand why you will not be relaxed and you will never be relaxed till you die Yes, you will never be relaxed till you die. Because what is important to somebody is so important to you. Now, now, can I, can I preach for just five minutes? Listen. A person's last words are very, very... You don't joke with a person's last words. And also, you can sit down, please. Also, when you are in a relationship with somebody who is very important to you, you you will choose. I don't know who is important. Now, I've come to realize that I thought I was important to some people, but I'm, I'm I'm not important to them. You will know it by the person's posture and behavior. But you forget about me or your daddy. You think about whoever is important to you. And I'm giving you this tip. Always. Take time. Take the trouble. To find out what is great to the person. Your boss. Your uncle. Anybody. He may may even be your garden boy. Because, you see... (laughs) It is people with low minds who only think of great men as the only important people to have. When you find somebody who is always enamored by greatness and great people and kings and people in authority and the bishop and the head pastor and the lord and the king and the man, the great. When you see people who always are into big people. I told the boy yesterday, I said, there are some girls no matter how handsome you are, they will never sleep with you. Having a car means nothing. Having a lot of money means nothing to them. They, will, they are not attracted to men with a lot of money. Men who are very handsome. Men with cars. They only look for the, the assassins they only look for men in authority. 
that this man standing there, who is the bishop of the church, I've slept with him. I was with him last night. That's all. She doesn't want money. I said, yeah, are you, I said, you, I said you, you are growing up. You are growing up. You are growing up. It is people with low minds. Yeah, that's how I came to this point. Yes. Low mind, low thinking. When you see a girl who wants to even marry, let's say marriage, she wants to marry a man with money, a man with a car. Like if she has to choose between a man with a car and car keys, because some have the car keys but don't have a car. If they have to choose between a man with the car keys and the car. Oh yes, I've got car keys in my house. There's no car in my garage. Having a car key doesn't mean people like to shake car keys. It has to choose between a man with cars and car keys and a man who doesn't have two trousers. They will choose the man with the car. Now, people like that who are always into like authority figures and man, like are, are always cheap people. Yes. Very cheap. Your life is not completed without low people. Kings, having kings and big men in your life doesn't do much to you. It only reveals your cheapness. Your life is completed by nobodies also. Servants. Non-entities. Yes, sometimes they have more to give your life than a king. Naaman was in, pro- in front of a prophet. It didn't mean much to him. It was a servant who gave him a piece of advice. And that is what removed his leprosy from him. When you are in a relationship... With somebody who is important to you. Please note it. I'm not talking about a king or a soldier or a general. Anybody who is important. You deem What is your house health? I tell people. I mean if you see me today I'm a bishop. I'm a bishop. Or even my wife is a pastor. A lady pastor. You know serving in all kinds of places. There is a girl. We owe our lives to. You may think I'm a bishop because my mother prayed for me or I'm I'm married to a good woman who cooks good food. I'm telling you that. The life I live now, if it wasn't for a certain girl in my life, I wouldn't be here. My children would not even be in the school they are in. A certain girl that you may play with, but she's, she's very important to me. I held her hand and brought her to church and married her. I see my son when I see my daughter there's a picture somewhere in my house eh? when I see it I remember that girl I don't joke with her 
if she sent me a check that she needs a thousand dollars for business, even if I don't have it, I'll find it for her. Oh, yes. But you come and ask me for 50 grand, I'll slap you. <laughs> I'm saying something, oh, that you, you owe it to yourself to know who is important in my life. Now, when you find a person who is important to you, whether it's your boss or your cleaner, in my case, my house help, you need to know what is important for that person. And always make sure that you are addressing that thing. Like you are doing what the pe- is important. It's important. Like if you, the, 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 this my household comes and tells me that uh, her, her cousin is sick. Every day she's crying. Every day she's not well. Every day is this. And I see her crying. She's sitting quietly. I say, Who is that cousin? He's in the village. Call him to come. Because I've noticed that this boy's sickness is very important to you. Why? Because it is one of the ways to keep relationships. Remember my opening statement. That anything and everything you get can be lost. That's the basis for all this talking. Once the house help realizes that even my cousin in the village's sickness is important to this man. Oh! That's all. That's all. But once the person gets to know that what is important to her or him is rubbish by what, what, why are you crying? That boy, what not? Get up and go and find the water. When somebody comes and says to you that, oh, uh, uh, somebody has died, and I'm going for, um, uh, what's the name? For the funeral. And so, who, who died? Your sister? No. Oh, your mother has died? No, no. Who? My grandmother. Nonsense! We are doing evangelism. We say, oh, grandmother, what, what's, what's wrong with you? What you don't know is that that grandmother is, is to hit that person, both mother, father, banker, uh, provider, everything. Yes. Yes. So once you, you see, I, I, I'm talking about keeping relationships, always try to know. See, if that person is not important to you, then what I'm talking about doesn't hold. I'm just talking about people who are important to you. That's all. If you, that you want to keep in a relationship for a long time. That's why I'm a pastor. That's why I entered full-time. Because entering full-time ministry, I noticed was very important for my pastor. Who represents God in my life? Yes. The day he asked me to come full-time to work in the hospital, I didn't have two thoughts about it. Because I realized that, I mean, he spent a lot of money to build the hospital. And he honest me by saying, can you go there and work? It's important to me. Why? Because he himself is very special to me. Why is he special? Because everything in my life comes from that person. My dear friends, once again, I don't know what God means to you. I'm now ending the message. I don't know. 
that fact that you are sitting in front wearing, was it, is it coffee brown? Yeah. Coffee brown, uh, uh, t- is it t-shirt or shirt? Coffee brown shirt with gold, a chain and with your phone and your notebook. Doesn't mean that God is important to you. Sitting in front with a tie. Is it, is it the one you borrowed or is it yours? It's yours. Doesn't mean that that is what's important to you. If God is important to you, I will suggest to you today that you find out what is important to him. If I never advised you in all the years I met you, today they are advising you. Find out this Jesus, Jesus thing. This Jesus Christ, Jesus, Jesus Christ and Jesus whatever. What is important to him? Why? Because you are in a relationship with him. And if you want to keep that relationship, you owe it to yourself to ask, what is it that is important to Jesus Christ? And I'll tell you what is important to God. The soul of a man is one of the most precious things in the sight of God. A soul. Jesus said, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world? Looks his soul. Or in case you didn't get the question well, what shall a man give in exchange? So that alone, if you are a little intelligent with, with just class 3 understanding, that alone should tell you that a soul is very important to God. That's what I'm saying. You need to find out what does this person like? That can be the beginning of your prosperity. But when you are with somebody and you try always to do the best, especially when the you know some oh thank you, Jesus. You know, sometimes you are with somebody and you will never know what is important for the person. You will never know. There are people like that in my life. Very important. But you won't know what the person wants, what, what he once said, or what he doesn't want. You always have to tap into the, the heavenlies. It's, it's not easy. But sometimes, once a while, there are important people in your life who will not leave what is important to them to your imagination they will tell you that this is what I want for the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost I mean you got it right there you don't need to be intelligent anymore 
You don't need to be a graduate. You don't need to be wise. Yes. He has said it. You know, once a while, when you listen to people speak, you listen, uh, something will just come out of their mouth. He will speak, ah, then something just slips out of his mouth. Ah, that's it. That's it. I will build my church. Ah. Even if you're not intelligent, don't show it here. I will build my church. And this man is important to you. And this man is building his church. Would you not want to also roll up your sleeves, look for some t-shirt, look for some boots, and join him to build a church, or even as he's building his church, you are also building a church somewhere, and when you finish, you come and report to you that you know something, I have built a church for you here. Abba! But many of you, the reason why you've not prospered and may never prosper, except you listen to me preaching to you today, the reason is that you don't even know. Many of you here, many, many of you here don't know how to relate with important people. You don't know how to relate with important people. Like, like we were praying about today. I mean, it, it doesn't even occur to you that relating with somebody who hates a person who is important to you, so-called important to you, is destroying your relationship. You don't even know. You're not intelligent. Many of you don't know how to relate with important people. So, you, 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 even, even maybe, uh, maybe your legs or your hair or your voice or your teaching, something about you brings you up into a relationship with an important people, but you lose it. Because always there is something about us that will make somebody like us. Oh yes, I can tell you the first time Bishop took notice of me. I've been a pastor in the church for 14 years. 14 years. He knew me. He knew me, Dr. Go. He knew me, Pastor Go. He knew me. But one day in America, at a healing service, I, I did something. I said something. He has never forgotten. Till today. Yes. 14 years ago. Never forgotten it. He noticed me. I can't say in public what happened to me after that or what he did for me after that. But he noticed me. That's all I can summarize. He noticed me. But it's not enough to be noticed, it's important to remain noticed. But some of you, you are noticed, but you don't keep it. It's not enough to be born again. It's not enough to know Jesus. It's important to remain with Jesus. And I'm showing you one way to let an important person like you. Of course, I'm not, I'm not promulgating doing evil things just to win the attention of a person. I mean, if, you are, if your MD likes you, it's your friend, and he likes girls, because he likes girls, you also have to go around looking for girls for her. A Christian doesn't do that. Yeah. I will build my church. What? The man I'm in love with says he's building his church. Come on. 
I, I mean, I'm with him. I'm with him. I'm with him. But some of you, you are sitting with a man and he's saying, I'm building my church. It still doesn't mean anything to you. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I'm preaching. I'm preaching. That is also how it will be that no matter who doesn't like you, your enemy doesn't like you, your boss doesn't like you, people hate you, whoever hates you, once God likes you, they can go to hell. So, when you are alive, it is your responsibility to do the things that will make God like you. When God likes you, he neutralizes the hatred of your enemies. But some of you, that's why there is such a verse in verse 17. The word prosper is in verse 17. Prosper. Isaiah 54, verse 17. Prosper. Weapons are prospering against some of you. My wish that your marriage should collapse in two years is prospering. Already, you and your husband are fighting. Hey, 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 hey. Listen to me. I'm closing. People hate you. See, and the, and the most frightening thing is that even their thoughts, their thoughts, their thoughts are weapons. What someone thinks about you, like when they see your car, your nice uh, Kia Hyundai. Is there a car like Kia Hyundai? <laughs> There's no car. Uh, there are different cars. Kia Hyundai. I'm moving. And then somebody sees the car and imagines that the car has an accident. He has not come to stand in front of the car to say, I curse your car. The thoughts. Jesus! You will be amazed at that you don't need to be on the Nyanyan road. Right at the OUB junction here, a car will come and collect that car because thoughts. David said, Why do the hidden rage and the people imagine vain things? Imaginations are weapons. As I'm with my wife walking. Then I kiss her a little. Mm, moving. Mm. Somebody said this. And it's thinking. The, 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 the family is scattered. One, one son is on drugs. Yeah. He's going to. He, he will sleep with his house help. And have three children with the house help. And throw the wife away. All those thoughts. Don't dis- they, are, they are as real. As, as a house. Or a car. Or a microphone. Thoughts. The Bible talks about the, 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 for the weapons of our warfare are not canal, but are what? 
mighty through God to the pulling down of what stronghold and what are these strongholds imaginations casting down imaginations why do the people imagine vain things what people are imagining about your son you you sit there that's why I said that word prosper unfortunately in that verse 17 it's happening to many of you yeah people's weapons against you are prospering the things they are thinking about their imaginations are becoming reality you think that everybody in this room from this corner to this corner loves me but you don't you, you are mean there are some people sitting here some in front some at the back who cannot wait for the announcement that I've slept with six choristers and impregnated four. Therefore, I've been sacked. That is why you need a God by your side who neutralizes the weapons, who constantly protects you, who constantly guards your life. And I'm sad to know that that is the God whose agenda is not important to you. I'm intelligent, but I can't understand this one. I can't understand this one. And there are things I've done trigonometry. I've studied Greek for first degree. Masters, Greek. I've studied and passed Greek. This one, I don't understand. Your behavior baffles me. But I take it that you have not heard a message like what I'm preaching today. That's my only consolation. But today, I'm saying that one of the reasons why soul winning should be important to you is that it is great to God. So great that on the last day before he departed, when he had the chance to advise people, that was what he gave us as advice. I said, soul winning is great to God. I'm surprised that someone like you and I who need God to cover us, to deliver us from the weapons, from the imaginations. When they see that you are pregnant, going, they are imagining that you went to lie down, open your legs, and the baby that came out was dead. Hey, I'm talking about, he didn't say casting down bullets, or guns, or arrows, and spears. Casting down what? You think as I'm walking in front of you, everybody is admiring me? It is in my own interest not to appear here next week. Yes, if I love my life, I shouldn't come here. I should rather go and stand somewhere because the more I present myself, the more the thoughts of my enemies multiply. So I told the pastor that your church, I will come there when God speaks to me. 
Kosanulama Azanuka. I don't know. I, I, I thought you were a doctor. I, I was told that you were a specialist. You cannot, you can't, you, are, you have been to medical school, you can't analyze to know what is important to God. Is God not important to you? Very important. Ah. And you, you are a professor? Oh, he's a lawyer, he's an engineer, he's a doctor. Who forgets about those words? You know how intelligent a person is by knowing how the person relates with people that are important to him. Yes! God is important to you and you have not won a soul for him when what is important to him is souls. I have to bribe you before you win a soul. I have to smooch you before you win a soul. Wow! What's happening? What's happening? What shall I profit a man? Can you imagine a God who can create the world? I mean, you must be you you must be very bold to rubbish somebody's works. Like you can come to this church. Oh, what is this church? What is this building? Oh. No, sir, but, but, but this thing, but, but we all cannot be uh, by, by garden of a church. If you are a bastard, you can't. You, you, have, you, you have rubbish. My work. Can you imagine God can create a world and rubbish his own creation when he compares his creation to one soul? I so said he can rubbish the world. The whole world is nothing. He makes lions, rivers, mountains, valleys, nations, oceans, and he can rubbish the world. When a soul comes to stand by the world, the world is nothing to him anymore. And you, a soul, is not important to you. Then you don't know how to walk with an important person. I said the first reason why you must be a soul winner is that it is the great commission. Why? Because it is great to God. And if something is great to God and you value your relationship with this God, then what is great to him ought to be great. That every Sunday, your greatest joy will be to bring someone to church, to win a soul, to visit a soul, to work on a soul. To do business with the soul. That's why he said, He that wineth a soul is wise. Not a medical doctor is wise. Or a senior lawyer is wise. Or a top national engineer is wise. He that wineth a soul. Why? Why is he wise? Because he has put all his money, his energy, his time on one thing that the world doesn't value. But to God, it's of the greatest value. He's wise. That's a wise guy. That's a wise guy. Because you will never know. What can come out of a soul? My wife witnessed to me 34 years ago. Little lanky boy with a big head. Look at what is happening. And this is just one whatever of what is happening. Look at it. When she won me to the Lord, 
when she spoke to me about Christ, she was creating churches. Yes. She was creating cathedrals and lives and destinies. You don't know. That's why God doesn't need your money. Doesn't need your money. It is in your own interest to sow into his work. But without it. Okay. How do I know God doesn't need your money? How do I know? Ask me. Bishop, how do you know? Ask me, Bishop, how do you know? Say, how do you know that God doesn't need my money? Or God doesn't need me? Okay. Do you want to know how I know? Okay. I don't know now. But I will know in two weeks' time. If you die today, and in two weeks' time the church has collapsed, then we will know that you are important. Some of you, when you die, the church will rather grow bigger. How do I know your money is not important? I know your money is not important because even without your money, we are built. Hey! How do we know that God doesn't need you to bring a soul? Because without the soul you brought, the church is already full. We have to bring chairs to the front here and buy new chairs which are smaller because the church already is full. Get up and see. It's full. Sweetheart, get up, get up, get up. Get up. Look at it. Look at it. Just come. Why are there empty chairs? Say, Hello, I can't hear you. I can't see any empty chair. The only empty chair I can see is my chair. I know things. The church is full. The church is full. We don't need you. It's not like I'm preaching for you to, to, to bring a soul to fill which chair. But it is in your own interest to attract the blessings of God. Look, if you get this point number one right, you don't need to pray for money. You don't need to pray for a car. You don't need to pray for a house. Because the one who owns the house, the car, the money, is the one you are pleasing. If you go home and you are asked, that man who talks by heart, what did he preach today to? Say that he preached the best prosperity message I've ever heard. Stand to your feet. We'll continue next week. Lift your hands and ask the Lord to make you wise. Wise. Lord, make me wise. on Sundays, not on Saturday evenings, but make me wise always. How will you make me wise? Make me a soul winner. 
as a lifestyle, not on swollen Sunday. Somebody is leaving his last words. You claim he is important to you. And it doesn't mean much. Somebody here, I just heard in the spirit that somebody here, you are going to receive a shock of your life. A shock that was shocking. Raputeke Pola Karato Sulalola Shkuka Deke Aloka Stumale Blendoka Shoka Alosta Blendoka Steloma and the Graza Magone Stumaleka Why should I win souls? Because it is great to the person who is great to me. So I will not wait for a Saturday evening. Your lifestyle must be a, must be a lifestyle which is into salvation of souls. Daily. How to relate with important people. Find out what is important to this man. Who is important to you? What is it? And do it. The Jewish elders came and said, This man deserves what he's asking for. And he asked, Why? He said, He has built us a synagogue. What? He has built a church. What I am building, he has built one. Bring it to me. What I am building, he has built one. Bring it to me. Some of you must be cried before you go out to win a soul. You don't understand. Of all, 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 God is not important to you. Sunalota Samole Kasuni Adoka Shemalute Abrandisola Porandiba Commit your life to God The Lord make me a soul winner You should no more be a church project or something to do to fill a form but as a life if God is important to you whatever you must do to have the power to win a soul to wait on him to pray, to read your Bible, anything that will equip you to equip a soul. Wow! 
Apola Lola, Alomala Lolea, Andole Alasutala Basateria. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. We thank you. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed. If you are here today, you are invited by a friend. You see, I've told you that your soul is very, very, very important to God. So, anybody who hands over his soul to God can be sure that God will keep that soul because it's like diamonds to him. It's very important. It's things which are not important that you throw away. But for God, your soul is very important. So, what is it that he is able to keep that which we entrust? When you entrust your soul to him, he keeps it. He can keep your soul because your soul is very precious to him. So precious that he can rubbish his own creation in the face of one. If you are here today and your soul hasn't found Christ, you are not born again. Your friend invited you to church. Or once a while you go to church. But you know that if you were to die right now, you go straight to hell. If you are here like this. And you want me to pray with you to receive Jesus Christ. Wherever you are. Wherever you are. Just lift your hand. I'm going to pray for you. Yes. Yes, I see your hand. Lift it up. Lift it high. Yes, lift it. Lift it high. I need Jesus, Pastor. Pray for me. I need Jesus. There's a girl. The Lord is telling me to tell you that soon you will care. He's calling you now. Surrender your soul and let him keep it for you. If you keep your soul yourself, you will make a mess of your soul. Lift your hand high. Yes, I can see it. A little higher. There's a brother. A little higher. Yes. If your hand is lifted up, please come to the front. With your hand up, come. Take your Bible, your notebook, your bag, and come. Come, my dear. Come. Yes. Come and hand over your soul. He will keep it for you. He is able to keep our soul. He is the keeper of our soul. Come and hand over your soul to Jesus. Keep coming. Clap for them. They are coming. Come and hand over your soul. 
for them, they are coming. The sound of the hand clap alone is a warning to someone. Come. Recently, I told a brother, I said, I've been a pastor for 24 years, pastored thousands and thousands of people, done many, many, many things for the Lord. But I told him, I now can understand, I said, all the thousands of people, the pastoring work I've done, the buildings, the things I've overseen, or ministry, whatever, they are like zero useless compared to something I can't mention it in the microphone something I have done and I'm still doing that thing is far bigger than the cathedrals and the souls so I can understand why God can rubbish the world he has created in the face of a soul he has also created I can understand Sometimes when you look at two things you've done, see that this one is about 95% of my worth. I told her, I said, if you respect me, if you will ever respect me, don't respect me for this cathedral I'm building or the church that is big or the churches. Or, no, 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 no. And I told her, this one, this thing that I'm doing, to even remain there, ha! You don't have any idea. You don't have any idea. Every day I pray, keep me, Lord. Every day. Both in my thoughts and my words. Come, my darling. So I want to tell you, in your family, they may call you a Jimakla. Do you know Jimakla? You don't know? Are you a gun? You are a gun. Do you know Jim Akpla? Are you a fanti? You are a fanti. You don't know Jim Akpla? <laughs> I said, in your family, they may call you a Jim Akpla. But don't worry. When they call you Jimakla, tell yourself that I am very, 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 very precious to God. I may not be precious to you. I'm so precious that I am more important to God than the entire world. So you, you may call me a Jimakla. But God sees me as the apple of his eyes. Lift your two hands. Lift it high. And say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I've gone very far from you. I've gone very far from you. Today, today, I've heard your word. I've heard your word. Close your eyes and pray. Say today, today, I've heard your word. I've heard your word. And I've turned around. And I've turned around. I've made a U-turn. I've made a U-turn. I'm coming back to you. I'm coming back to you. Please, Lord. Please, Lord. Receive me. Receive me. And when you receive me, and when you receive me, you will notice. You will notice that I'm very dirty. That I'm very dirty. I've done many bad things. I've done many bad things. I'm so dirty. I'm so dirty. But please wash me. But please wash me. With the blood, with the blood of your son Jesus, of your son Jesus, wash my sins, wash my sins, wash my wickedness, wash my wicked, wash my badness, wash my bad, wash my evil, wash my evil, make me clean, make me clean today, today I've returned, I've returned, I want to embrace you, I want to embrace you and make you my father, and make you my father, my master, my master, my savior, my savior, and my lord, my lord. Say, I am born again. I am born again. I'm starting a new life. I am starting a new life. With Jesus. With Jesus. As my Savior. As my Savior. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm born again. I'm born again. Say, oh God. Oh God. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. My name is. My name is. Mention your name. My name is my name is please please write my name write my name in the book of life in the book of life thank you thank you for my salvation for my salvation in Jesus name in Jesus name amen amen wow you are crying don't cry you have met one who loves you his name is Jesus yes you are very precious to him they may call you useless but Jesus loves you and I'm happy you came to it's really your first time in church wow who invited you to church sister Grace Ado the one who sings she sings oh oh Grace Grace you will never forget today One day you'll be singing and preaching for God. And you remember the day you came dirty, battered, tattered, and he washed you in his blood. You will never be the same. Have you seen our pastors in their blue t-shirts? One of them has not even finished paying for the t-shirt, but wave, you wave. Yes, beautiful. They are your pastors. Everything they say, listen to them. Okay. Please go. Sir. Sir. This way. Thank you.
It's amazing that the guy used to brag among his friends when he was able to sleep with a girl. It was like an achievement. And you get born again and you are not excited about the soul. It shows you are really not born again. You next week will come. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you things. I'll tell you things. Lift your two hands and say, Father, let this communion, let this communion feed my soul. Feed my soul. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just be in the spirit. We are young and will live forever. Sons of God, hear his holy word. Gather around and say, We love the Lord. Eat his body, drink his blood, and we'll say, this bread after today when we see you like this oh brother Edwin what's wrong there's a soul I'm looking for you can't I can't I don't Month, I've not won a soul. <laughs> not that you can't get money, you can't find a job. You are hungry, you are crying because you are hungry. It's an abomination. Your beloved has left you, and you are crying. You are thinking about when the next beloved will come. You are broken hearted. It's an abomination. It's the same as thinking about a woman and undressing her in your mind. Lift your bread for a new life. A new life. Say for a new life. For a new life. For a new vision. For a new vision. New desires. New desires. New appetites. New appetites. New burdens. New burdens. New hopes. New hopes. New needs. New needs. Say from today. From today. Things unbelievers pray about. Things unbelievers pray about. Will not be my prayer topic. Will not be my prayer topic. My prayer topics. My prayer topics. My burdens. My burdens. The things that worry me. The things that worry me. 
will be things about souls. Will be things about souls. This is the body of Christ. This is the body of Christ. As I eat it, as I eat it, what was important to Christ, what was important to Christ, will be important to me. Will be important to me. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. Eat it. Lift your cup for the healing, healing of our souls, for new life. The Bible says, The life of the flesh is in the blood, a new life of soul winning. Yes, a new life of an interest. The hymn writer says, And can it be? Is it possible? That I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood. The things the blood came to do are the things I'm also interested in. Amen. A fornicator like me, Shalom. a thief like me, hey. a wicked man like me. Is it possible? It's possible. Say a new life. A new life. New desires. New desires. The blood of Christ. Father, lift your hands and receive a blessing. Jesus. The change that must take place in you is not a change which comes by determination. But the Spirit of God comes upon you. The Spirit of God and changes you into another man. Into another man. How can you change to become a soul winner? The Spirit of God comes upon you. So lift your hands and receive the Spirit. I receive the Spirit. 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 If any man desires to the office today, you will not know where the desires will come from. Thank you. But suddenly, suddenly, you want to talk to somebody. You want to go and find a soul. You want to share Jesus. Receive the empowerment that comes from on high. Receive it. Tell ye be endued. Father, touch and save in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated.